0: How long have you uh, been been involved with with sports?
1: Um, so a long time. Uh, I uh, went to I was a journalism major in college and uh, worked at the student newspaper and uh, sports writing there. I, uh, I went to Michigan State, so I covered the football team um, there and then a couple of years after college, uh, I was at the Lansing State Journal and then a couple other papers. Uh, for the next seven or eight years as a sports writer um, at Daily Newspapers. And then uh, in the years since, uh, it's been a long time now, uh, about 13 years since I got out of newspapers, but I've continued to freelance um, sports writing, so uh, many 20 years or so
0: on the line with me today Jeff Carson and the author of a book about Brad obviously Bradley a book about Peoria basketball and uh, Jeff how did you get into this because you're not from Peoria right
1: no that that's correct uh, i'm from the chicago area um, and it's it's funny the the way that i kind of first had an eye on peoria hoops um, is because one of my dad's uh, oldest friends um, is a guy named Sandy Farkash, who uh, was the principal at Peoria Manual during the amazing right. um, four-peat in the 90s and uh, all that all that acclaim. So my dad and Sandy went to U of I together, and I he's known me since I was born, basically. So um, when they had that run in the 90s, we kind of kept an eye on Manual from afar, and we actually drove down for a couple games um, so I had a, a little bit of knowledge uh, from based on that prior to digging in on this project.
0: Now you so say you've been uh, writing sports for a number of years. Um, what, what do you think is the, the secret, uh, you know, in, in your research, you, you talk about an area for the people who don't know a small sized city, Peoria is about a hundred thousand. Uh, Metro is about 300,000 central Illinois uh, has a, pretty good basketball pedigree because I, I mentioned bradley well that's one of them but the high schools and some some players have come out of here that have made uh their mark on on the on the landscape why do you think that is why is peoria uh sort of favored when it comes to basketball sure so i think a couple things
1: are at play one to start with you know some towns just kind of identify or draw or drawn to a certain sport and in the south most of the most of the time it's football in the northern cities a lot of times it's basketball and peoria has been one of those places for a long time where i think if you're an athletic kid you want to be a basketball player and you want to you know lace them up on friday nights in front of your hometown and in these kind of frenzied high school gyms that are have had these terrific games and players and coaches over the years I think that's one thing. And then another thing that, that really was striking to me and speaks to the kind of the DNA of basketball in the town was learning about how the best players in town always played with each other with and against each other every day in the summer. So when we talk, a lot of the book is about the mid nineties and, you know, players like, Sergio McLean and Frank Williams and Marcus Griffin and A.J. Guyton and Mike Robinson, on and on and on. So we're talking about different schools that they go to, but they all played against each other on the playground, whether it was Carver Center or Proctor Center or later in the day at the high school open gyms. They were playing against each other all day, every day, and they sought that top competition, which, of course, makes you better and it was constant. So I think, I think that kind of thirst to get better and to face the top competition was a huge factor in breeding the success that came on the high school level in those,
0: in those years. And, and you've seen, and you document this in your book, uh, that, that talks about the, you know, the great success of the manual high school, certainly in, in central high school, uh, follow that with, the uh, just you know, Sean Livingston, who of course had a, a very uh, well a traumatic career. I'll say traumatic because mm-hmm. that a- that accident he had when uh, he was early in his career in the pros uh, is just yeah. painful to watch. But uh, did come back and played many years at Golden State, and was on championship teams. So th- this place has had a, a you know great run. Um, do these things in your in your research in your view? Uh, do they work in sort of cycles? I mean, are you going to see? Because it seems to me we haven't had that same kind of success, and maybe I'm just not aware of it uh, in this area. But what what is your thought on that?
1: Yeah, I, no, I think you're right. Um, and I also think that the, the period of time that I wrote about, which is late 80s through early 2000s, so it's right. basically spanning Howard Nathan's era, through Sean Livingston's, I think that has just kind of a once in a lifetime kind of deal. Also, so that to have that much talent and that much winning in a confined time, that's just that's just not something that's going to be replicated. Right. Um, so so that was you know and and hence writing a book on it. <laughs> so right. that that was just a special period of time. Uh, but you're right, it, the talent has fallen off. Um, we've we we now see things like top players transferring out to prep schools uh one of the that's what's happened with um a former really good player Marcellus somerville his son his son was would be uh one of the best players in the area but he now goes to high school in georgia um so that happens and then also and this is just a sign of the times but when you drive around town you don't really see kids playing pickup anymore Hmm. So it's just, it's just not as much in the the psyche of a a teenage kid anymore, I think. And that, that has ripple down effects and, and you don't have the that, you know, that shows when you play games and and the high school team's performance. Um, I think it's just, it's unfortunately fallen down the ladder a little bit in terms of importance.
0: As the, and I don't get caught up in the weeds on this, uh, we're talking with uh, Jeff Carson, the author of a book about Pure basketball from, from uh, recent years, I guess we could say, because, uh, uh, depending on how far you want to go back, some people can go back way back and, and talk about basketball, but, um, what did the, the way they, the state kind of the IHSA, uh, rearranged high school classification, has that had an impact? I mean, because we used to see the, when, when the, uh, Champion, the boys' championship was held in Peoria. Now it's held in Champaign. Um, well, you know, it was, it was, it, you had two divisions, A and AA. Um, mm-hmm. Now it seems to be not the same.
1: Yeah. So I think for old, maybe older generations, and I, I, I include myself in, in this category, um, I think it's lost some luster, right? It used to be really cool when it was only two classes and it was so hard to make it downstate right and all that now that it's four it, you know it's watered down you could say but more kids and more teams have a chance so right. I, I don't i don't think that has a i don't think it's a reflection necessarily of less talent it's just maybe the maybe it's just a little less special in terms of making it downstate and and kind of the small guy upsetting a school that's much bigger and, and that sort of thing
0: jeff what's what's your thought on on this uh sort of the I don't know, I guess the, the drive to get to the the pro ranks, because it it seems to be so difficult, um, you know, to, 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 you can be a great player and be great in in high school, great in college, and you're still not quite there for the pros. Uh Um, yeah, but that drive seems to be there for people to always think, Oh, I can do what so-and-so did. Is that, you know, maybe if one of the reasons you talked about where right now they're going to prep schools and getting, you know, getting sort of sorted out earlier, uh-huh. is, is it a more of a, a process now that's, it's difficult?
1: Well, you know, that, that's an interesting topic. It, it, it's always been difficult. I would say that right. there's just so few spots in the NBA. So, right. you know, there's 30 teams, they each have 15 players, I think. And so something like 450 players in the whole league. And it's not like there's that much turnover each year. So it's just so hard to make it. And I talked about that some in the in my chapter about Howard Nathan, who right. people in town thought was no doubt he was going to be Peoria's first NBA star. And he did make it, but only for 15 minutes of game time over five games. Wow. And it, it just speaks to how hard it is to make it and stick. And anything that goes against you, whether it's a, you know, the, a coach who wants a veteran in there instead, or if you have one slip up, on or off the court, it could be anything. And and then there's your career in the NBA. Um, thankfully, you know, the a lot of players have opportunities overseas, and they can make a really nice living doing that. Um, and Peoria guys did that. So, uh, David Booth, I believe, played for 13 years overseas. He made a, he had a a really great run. And you mentioned um, and there's others as well. Somerville,
0: he 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 was overseas yep.
1: too. Yeah. Yep, he did it. Um, I think Frank Williams did for a little. So, it that, at least there's opportunities like that. But yeah, I don't. You know, when when a, a kid is growing up and he want, you know, he's not he's not striving to play in Italy. He wants to be on the Bulls, Right. So, right. so that you you got to have that attitude if you if you have a chance to make it, I suppose. But But boy, the odds sure are stacked against you.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's certainly, as you say, that's been longstanding because, well, it's never been easy, and right, it it just seems like now it's it's even harder than ever because, well, the money is so big in the pros, Mm -hmm. and that's a lure, but of course, very few get to get to cash in, so to speak, and uh, very few. That's 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 always going to be you know kind of the case. What's um, what's your takeaway? Uh, Jeff, when when you look at, at you know the 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 success of this area, um, it's it's obviously a legacy. You know, there's people here who will talk about these players for for as long as they you know as long as many of us live. Mm-hmm. Um, is is it going to surge again, or or what's your thought on that?
1: Well, I'd say it's got a chance. It's uh, but again, the to have so much talent in a just a same time in a couple year period, that's, that's just so hard to replicate. But, but I, I, one thing that I've taken away is I do think it's still as important as ever to the community. Right. So I, I, I think, the, you know, in, in doing my research and in talking to people in, in all sorts of walks of life kind of thing, everyone was thrilled to talk and they, and these memories were still so vivid from events of 25 years ago. So I think it still holds a place in the heart of Peorians. And I think it's still a special thing, whether it's whether there's a chance of championships and Mr. Basketball's and and things like that. Again, I I don't know. But but I certainly think that you talk about basketball with a with an average person on the street in Peoria and and they're going to know what they're talking about and they're going to care. So that was that was really cool to to witness and to kind of be privy to, to, you know, this kind of dna of, of the town in that way
0: one more thing jeff and that's i was going to ask you this and i just heard this on sports radio this morning just happened to be listening and they were talking about the bulls need for uh, another three-point shooter because they said the nba is is now you know you have to have three points mm-hmm. periodic they have some people that can do it but <clears throat> there's always a need for more how do you see that three point shot? Is it, has it changed? Ba- obviously it's changed basketball, but um, is it a positive thing in your mind or, or how do you look at it?
1: Yeah, the, I'm probably the minority in this, but I I kind of liked the NBA better when it was more diverse and, and uh, we had post players and, and right. I, I came Elijah on and Patrick Ewing's and, and guys like that in addition to the great guards and and the, the shooters. So it feels so one-dimensional now that where it's just everyone standing out at the three-point arc and firing from 25 feet, right. you know, that being said, the athletes are better now than they've ever been. And, and the, the shooting is amazing. They're terrific mm-hmm. players. But for me personally, I I'd rather see some different, different styles going at it. And um, you know, like a, a Kofi Coburn who had the great career at Illinois and he can't even make it in the NBA and 10 is as is, is short ago as Seven or ten years ago, he would have been a top ten pick. So, right. it sure has changed quickly. Um, not necessarily for the better, in my opinion, but the players are awesome. I can't, I can't take that away from them.
0: Right. I mean, as you say, they're great athletes. But I mean, and I don't mean to focus on the on just on the Bulls on this, but it just it's fresh in my mind. And just watching the game last night, and Andre Drummond, who hasn't had much of a chance to play, scores twenty one points and is dunking the ball repeatedly. That was the most exciting thing in the game you know, that was a, a runaway game. It, yeah. it, it was not close, but the point is, yeah, you know, I, I I'm with you. I, I like to see that other element um, of basketball that uh, sometimes it doesn't mean firing from uh, you know, 25 feet away. And, uh, and you know, because that seems to be what, what the kids are, I'm sure they're practicing that on the, on the, uh, on the courts now, sure. uh, you know, take the long shot because right. you know, that's that's what, that's what pays the bills these days, you know? Right. It it does, it uh, it reminds me of, of one of my
1: favorite sports quotes from many years ago. Uh, you remember Antoine Walker went to Kentucky yeah. and he was a Celtic for a long time. You're right. He was, he, was, he was kind of ahead of his time. He was a six-eight guy who loved shooting threes. And and one time when he was on the Celtics, a reporter said, Antoine, why do you take so many threes? And he said,
0: Because there are no fours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah or he'd great. be taking
0: those for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh the, the golden state guy uh you know steph uh, could 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 probably uh, make some of those too right? he's so, amazing yes very good well jeff we wish you well uh, do you have another book uh coming out or what's your next plan
1: yeah so i i've, I've got some ideas uh kind of rolling around in my head but but nothing concrete yet but hopefully uh that'll get that sorted out in the next few months here and and get working on my third one. So I'm, I'm hoping to do that.
0: Very good. Jeff Carson, we thank you so much. And uh, Peoria basketball, thanks you for, for the attention you've paid. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to keep the, keep the thing working down here.
1: Well, great. Thank you, Steve. I I enjoyed talking to you and uh, getting to know Peorians was, was a real treat too. I I really enjoyed working on it.
0: Very good. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. See you.